Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 124. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Cocaine Bear. In our summit to scream about, we will be delving deep into the 84 and 85 of In Search of Darkness documentary. And also, not only that, our movie from the vault is that Jordy Paul picked out the bag, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. How's it going, boys? I'll get my revenge at some stage. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, all good, Matthew. Matthew, all good. Very busy couple of weeks. How about you? Fucking crazy, mate. Absolutely mental. But yeah, all good. Brave so, Rebel Clothing is uh, kicking off then, yeah? Yeah, Brave Rebel Clothing is going a bit crazy. You need to get yeah. your fucking advert sorted, mate, for this podcast. I will. I promise by the next one I'll have an advert. I keep saying that, but I will. I'll definitely have an advert that we can slip in there instead. So what have you boys been watching? Brave Rebel Clothing. Um, what have been watching? Fucking hell. Um, cocaine Bear. <laughs> I watched a couple of treats, actually. I think I texted you guys in the week because I was so impressed with one of them. Or weirded out. Wanted you guys to check it out. Uh, there's something wrong with the children. Then you boys get a chance to see that. No, because I, I was put off by having to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I refuse to pay for stuff at the moment because I've got about 15,000 streaming services going at the same time that I'm yeah. like reluctant to pay for stuff at the moment. I'm just treating it like... Paul, I think there's something wrong with every child, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, these two little fuckers, there's definitely some, there was definitely something wrong with them. Jeez, Christ. It had a real interesting feel to it, though. Like I said... To, just the way it was like the music was really cool at the sort of 80 sort of tinge to it as well as sort of being um the production on it was just very tie west of it and I, I just really really enjoyed that side of it story sort of flattened out towards the end but two little um kids kind of without spoiling too much get manipulated by something and they just end up being shit to like um, not their parents at first, but just like their parents' friends, and they just like what the twi- where where it g- goes in the end. You're like, fucking hell, that's just bonkers. It is, but it is batshit and weird. Um, it is worth definitely worth a watch if you can spare the one ninety nine. Um, <laughs> times, times are hard. <laughs> the other one is Freebie. That's on Amazon Prime. That I watched called Follow Me, which was like um this another sort of social media horror movie if you like guy goes he's like real big into the you know instagram shit whatever you call it socialite i don't know uh influencer and then he goes to uh russia because he likes to do all this weird stuff and it's sort of like a bit hostile a bit escape room um and you don't really know what the fuck's going on and then the end just slaps you on the face it just really gives you a massive punch in the face and it's really worth a watch. So follow me on Amazon prime is definitely worth a watch. Very cool. No, no like big actors are in there. A, a load of unknowns production is pretty good though. Uh, yeah, it's sort of, it just, it maybe even a little bit more sore in there as well. That's pretty decent. And then I've also found the time to watch the last of us. Yes, finally. And yeah. Are you up to date? Are you up to date? episode three um yeah that's where i got to and it's just 
yeah, because I needed a break after that. It just fucking knocked me for six. It really did. I'm uh, so great free, TV, that, isn't it? Is yeah. that, um, it's Matey Boy from um, Swanson, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, yeah. That fucking episode is brilliant. It's absolutely one of the best episodes I've seen in TV for so long. Yeah. It, like, I'm, I was thinking, like, what they've done similar in other TV shows and stuff where they sort of go back and they look at an origin story, but they don't go ever in that in that depth. Like, more, do you remember Morgan and when he got captured by the yeah. chap with the stick? Dead, yeah. That sort of reminded me similar of that, but it just went into so much more detail into it. It was just incredible and so moving as well. But, yeah. With the um, time jump within that episode, did you also go what the fuck it's like i don't know how many years it was but i was like what wasn't it like like 20 couple... years later or something like yeah because they you know they were fucking old by the like really like, old by the end of I it like, huh? <laughs> i was like what yeah so that obviously the whole last of us thing i'm getting the feeling that it's been going on for like what nearly 30 years and stuff like that since the since the outbreak i don't know but yeah loving it at the moment fantastic fantastic i will get up to date wicked good times mr stevens what about you well so i've watched a bit actually um for me um i watched um the conjuring the devil made me do it but you didn't watch that already no i've never seen it now i'm not exactly what he would call a massive fan of the conjuring universe lads and when annabelle rocked up in this one i was like fuck you annabelle um I, thought you I wish the devil didn't make, didn't make me do it. Um, I, I thought it was a bit crap, to be honest, lads. I get the whole, I get the whole, let's base everything on true stories, but the Warren story is getting a bit thin when the battling evil Satan cultists who want them dead and things, it got a bit stupid, didn't it? There's a couple of neat little jump scares in there, but it's, it's all sort of been done before, the, the bone snapping and the bone cracking and all that type of stuff. So, is yeah. the next one based on the nun and Annabelle? Well, the Nun 2's out this year, isn't it? Yeah. So okay. I think they've got to get that one out of the way first, but I have no idea. I, I just thought it was a bit bland, guys. I didn't really... I still one of my favourites is the second. The second is just... Yeah, sorry, the first Conjuring film is very, very good. I don't think I've seen Conjuring 2. What? Uh, apologies. The, the one that's based in England, right? <laughs> you know it's based in England, right? Uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Land, right, okay. Landon, based on the Enfield. Mm. Well, I'm Irish now, lads, so don't worry about it. Um, I watched uh, a couple of things then on Netflix. I watched a film called Nocebo or Nocebo. It's got Eva Green and Mark Strong. Your puzzle faces say, what the fuck? Never heard of it. It just popped up on Recommended. It's like a little sort of thrillery with horror elements in it. Um, British film. It's all right. It's got like a twist reveal end of the thing which you can see coming about 300 miles away which is why i didn't really get a good score for me on letterbox because it was a bit paid by numbers but some really good performances eva green's mental in it um it's got like a really little nasty little filipino woman in as well so now it's worth checking out if you get an hour and a half uh i watched the strays oh okay i want to hear about this well i'd be interested for you guys to watch it because it's like a British, I mean, without me being really like ignorant and hopefully I don't offend anyone by saying this, but it's like, it's like an attempt to do a Jordan Peele film, but not very well done. So it's a bit like, it's a cross between Get Out and um, Us. And there's bits of it I really liked. 
there's bits of it were fantastic but there was a lot of it which was a bit muddled and a bit i didn't know where it was going they sort of go off in a different like is it a supernatural film is there like a paranoia thing is it a racial film is it a welfare film there's a lot of bits where it sort of threatens to go down a path but then pulls you back and it doesn't really do it and then it's got a, I obviously no spoilers but the end is like i think they went for like a real shock ending but it just doesn't stick at all and it almost goes what really uh so it's definitely worth a watch just to see what you think about it so but there are definitely very good bits in it but i just think the whole thing didn't really pull it off as as and i suppose when you're watching it you think well that's the difference between like a jordan Palin and someone else Basically, that's what I what I felt about it. But a good attempt, but try harder. This is, I suppose, is what I'm saying. But it's definitely worth a watch. Um, then I watched. This was on the TV, and I sort of caught it. I thought I'll watch it. Um, Happy Death Day to you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just thought it was a bit crap. Sorry. I wasn't a massive fan when it came out. I remember the review we gave it. I wasn't that. Over the uh, it was just like because the first one was so good and the gr- whole Groundhog Day thing. It's more uh, of a time machine. Let's try thing. something yeah. different. Let's try be a bit wacky and bonkers with it. And I just thought it went off the bit the deep end. But yeah. Um, and then the final thing I watched, which I am so glad I fucking watched it. And oh my god, I watched Skin of a Rink. Oh, okay. right. Well, I, got I still through, haven't watched it. Yeah, I got through twenty minutes. Right, so 20 minutes of nothing happening, yeah, Paul? <laughs> I don't know why, guys. And I, Do you know what, right? It's a film that will probably be debated over and talked over and everything. But I, for some reason, it got, us, it got its claws into me and I couldn't stop watching it. And to be honest, Paul, after the first 15, 20 minutes, it all starts to happen. But don't be expecting your normal sort of plot. Um, but it really freaked me out. It, it actually scared me. Really? In a yeah. way that, like, not a jump scary when, kind of way, but it just... When did you, when did you watch this? Uh, it was last what, week. What point of the day? Oh, at night. I turned all the lights off. I was only watching it on my phone, because I've only got shutter on my phone. Um, But I turned all the lights off, and it was just pitch black, and it was, and it really freaked me out. And I don't know, like, with the, 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 the subject matter of the little kids being in it, I don't know if it freaks me out, because I, I can't really watch stuff with kids in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like when being the dad it's just woo but it really got us and there's some really good bits in it there's a scene with and there's no spoilers here please there's a scene with their parents in a bedroom paul you didn't get that far no no it's incredibly tense and incredibly well it scared me and i watched it and i thoroughly enjoyed it didn't really understand the end of it and really what I was trying to do, I did a bit of reading around it. And to be honest, the director said, you're not meant to, just go with it. And yeah. it's based on like his nightmares as a kid and what scared him. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was brilliant. I really did. I really do. But think I understand so. it's not for everyone. Yeah, like, it's, but I, it's, it's polarizing because I think people are expecting a plot and expecting something. But I think if you, again, and this is what I'm usually pretty good at, suspend your disbelief and just watch a thing that's going to f- probably just make you feel really uncomfortable and like if it makes you feel something then it's an interesting thing if it doesn't then it doesn't but some people try and go into a movie and just expect like there to be like you know groundbreaking and it's just watch what's there stay in the moment and then see how it affects you and i think that's one of the things that's what this movie is trying to do so i need it, it needs it, to be what 
yeah, I don't know. It, just the way it's shot, just from the perspective it's shot at from the ground up and the kid's sort of viewpoint on it, you know what I mean, that level. And just the whole, it just messes with you. Like you said, you spend the first 15 minutes going, what is going on? But honestly, I, 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 honestly, I implore you, Paul, to go back and watch it because stuff does happen. And I don't want to okay. spoil it, but stuff does happen. And it just really creeped me out. And I, I haven't been creeped out by a film in a long, long time like that. So, yeah, definitely, definitely worth a watch. So that that was me this week. Cool. Matt? I've not really watched much <laughs> apart from the <laughs> last, last of Us, the last episode. And um, I watched a movie on Shudder called The Witch, which was, um, it's like a, think it's going to probably be a trilogy in the end but as i've watched the first part and it's literally kind of about, about this girl that um she comes from somewhere that you don't quite know about and she's obviously got some sort of kind of uh sort of supernatural powers um and then like she enters a talent show and yeah and these people are after her i'm not selling it at all because i don't really want to spoil it but um it's all right it's actually quite good um i'll probably watch the the second one but this is the first installment so yeah it's all right it's on shutter it's okay it's quite new um but yeah that, that was pretty good uh other than that i haven't really watched anything else fair play all right i thought you're gonna go on about the anna taylor joy one then but now cool girl or the love witch <laughs> no not the love witch no. yeah the love witch that's <laughs> right let's move on <laughs> please <laughs> let's get on to some fucking news then i'm gonna fucking take this mantle first because paul sounds like he's got a fucking host of shit so let's uh let's start off strange things the first shadow that's why i want to start upcoming live stage show which takes place in 1959 so we're going to get a West End show ahead of Strange Things season five. Um, and it's going to be out in autumn this year. It's actually got the moment going through casting. Um, and it's featuring an, it's an original story from the Duffer Brothers. Um, and it's going to be shown at the Phoenix Theatre in London. Uh, and in 1959, we get like a young jim hopper's car won't start bob newby's sister won't take the radio show seriously and joyce just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town um and then new student henry creel comes into it so it's sort of like that them they're sort of graduating a bit old but probably how old the kids are going to be in season in season five i would imagine um so yeah so i will be trying to get some tickets for that <laughs> later on in the year good luck for that yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> all i want for christmas uh the other thing i saw was around um grindhouse which we haven't really sort of seen for what i don't know how old grindhouse 19 years something like that um the old um rodriguez rodriguez and tarantino thing um and obviously there was a lot of trailers within there and we saw i remember at the time matt we were like fuck that's a fucking movie that needs to be a fucking movie Eli Roth did one called Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and um, he's just announced that he's going to be turning that into a fucking movie. Now, I think that one, looking back at the trailer, I went and had a look and it was like the one that was like a real gritty slasher. So we get another holiday horror movie. Um, and hopefully when I don't see why not with all the stuff that comes out now and the personal touches and, the, 
if he puts it in that sort of like real shaky bitty sort of uh, i don't want to say eight millimeter sort of six i think it's like 16 millimeter or something shot where it's like that that sort of um feel to it like an old school 80s horror i hope he does it like the trailer and we get something like really really cool so yeah that's gonna be that's that's good yeah looking forward to that sounds good Mm. all right then who else is next matt you got anything yeah i've only got a couple of bits um touching on something that we talked about maybe a couple of episodes ago but we vaguely talked about the day of the triffids do you remember that and uh, actually amazon's bringing out a mini series in the works apparently which uh, sounds interesting um yes so i'm very based, i'm all for that yeah based off the 1951 novel uh the day of the triffids has been updated uh, up adapted multiple times in the years so apparently amazon studios are behind the latest adaptation amazon has acquired the rights to the novel and we learned today that it is going to be making it as a mini series so that could be pretty cool with with everything like the last of us and stranger things they go they get a good, the good casting and stuff i wonder what's like time it'd be set as well they might update it i'm not sure but I'm all up for that. That shit me up when I was a kid. Yeah, bang on. I'm well up like for that. Giant rhubarb monsters that spat <laughs> you. Yeah, I'm up for that. Hey, um, mate, it could be a bit of a plant-based horror theme at some point because I know we're going to get another little shop of horrors. Yeah, they'll all come for the vegans, mate. They'll all kill the vegans. <laughs> and the right. only other thing that, that actually, I got an email from uh, a, a well-known store that sells Blu-rays and DVDs um there's a you know uh, bob clark who did um basically black christmas they're bringing out a real nice collection of his movies it looks amazing I got the same email. <laughs> yeah so it's a box set a bob clark horror collection box set and it's literally got um children uh what was it children shouldn't play with dead things uh death dream and black christmas um, it looks really nice like there's art cards and it's like a free disc set so i'm well happy about that and Ooh. then texas chainsaw massacre one comes out as, as well soon so that's that's going to be cool Lovely yeah, job. That, that's all that's all the news i've got jewelry paul what you got okay cool well um you stole a couple of things but i'll let you off um <laughs> did you see there's a studio they must have sort of rush released this one out i mean it's probably going to be along the signs of like mega shark against giant octopus or something but to go alongside cocaine bear there's a film called attack of the meth gator oh yeah basically <laughs> an alligator on crystal meth <laughs> my god fucking yeah okay <laughs> so I'll put that one on butcher's uh, christmas list yeah tell, um, tell me where is it tell me where it is and i'll give that a watch <laughs> um there's a i don't know if you know about this but there's a documentary getting re- uh, released about stephen king uh, in uh, in the summer um it's called king on screen and it's basically just a big documentary about his obviously uh, effect on popular culture and obviously deep dives in all the films that have been put on screen for Stephen king it looks quite good to be honest quite well done i don't know i don't know if it's going to get theatrical or it's going to just go on a streaming site or what but it's it's definitely coming out this summer so that's definitely worth a watch it might be worth something to scream about i wonder um, what, but i wonder if like after fablemans and stuff like a biopic on stephen king or like a movie 
on his life. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be boring if it's just him sitting there. Yeah, right. I don't know if it'd be that exciting. <laughs> I tell you what, you could build like, because you know, obviously all, most of his books are in connect, interconnected. You could build up this like king sort of multiverse where like it would be it's in called, a biopic about his life interspersed with like it and the Dark Tower and all that shit. So. It's called Castle Rock, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um. So I had about Stranger Things. Uh, that I, I mentioned this a couple of months ago, just about Russell Crowe being in a film called The Pope's Exorcist. Oh yeah. Trailers out. Looks a bag of shite. Um, it looks like proper like prayer for the devil type of going for that like that sort of element, and it just looks crap. It looks really bad. Um, Talk just while you before you go on about Russell Crowe, little Russell Crowe fact. Did you guys know about, because I saw a little um, kind of thing on TikTok the other day, and I, I kind of knew about this, but it was actually Howard Stern interviewing him. And he was like, so um, you got offered the role um, to play uh, Aragon in Lord of the Rings, apparently you got offered the, the role first. And, and the, the, the deal they were going to offer him was something ridiculous, like 10% of everything the franchise would make if he had took that role. He would have made like a hundred million dollars, and he turned the role down. <laughs> did something? Someone, Matt Damon did something similar, didn't he? Did with, he? I think with Avatar, he was offered um, something Possibly. like five percent, and yeah. of, and it of, <laughs> oh my god! And he was finishing up with um, Born, one of the Born movies at the time, so he was committed to that project, and so he had, he turned it down. But yeah, five percent of what two bit two and a bit billion? <laughs> oh dear. Can you hear me? Sorry, yeah. carry on. No, it's very good. Um, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen this one, Matt. Um, well, I'm Paul, to be honest. Uh, Scream Factory are releasing uh, a film that's close to your hearts in May. A nice, uh, lovely 4K box set of The People Under the Stairs. Yeah, but it's, it's bloody Scream Factory, isn't it? It won't come out here. Oh, well, okay, sorry. Like they'll, get all, <laughs> they'll get all the good stuff, and we get no shit over here. Like they're, they're releasing the fucking Chucky documentary over there as well, and we're not getting it. I, it's just like, I did see it. I did see the last Starfighter got a US and Canadian release on Arrow, and I thought of you. <laughs> yeah, mate, I, 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 I've got it. I've got it on Blu ray anyway, but it's like, yeah, fuck them. They, they don't want to bring it out here. That's like, that's their loss in it. They ain't going to get the money. And then my last bit of news uh, concerns. Now, we, we did do this on the last podcast, but I made you just watch a trailer the last, uh, when we sort of left, called The Outwaters. And yeah. Just, I don't know if you liked it or you were just a bit nonplussed by it, but it's out in the States at the moment, right? And it's getting a load of press. Um, and apparently it is so disturbing that people have been running out of the cinema to vomit and faint, right? And apparently it's been setting loads of Apple Watches off in the cinema for raising blood pressures and stuff. And it's not just to do with the content of the film. It's got stuff to do with how it's shot and it's got sounds and it makes you dizzy and a bit like, you know, what Cloverfield was making people sick. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm quite looking forward to this one. But if I read another review where they like, people had to go out the cinema to be sick. It's like, this classic. I want to see it. I want to see the. Fuck, I do want to see the it, cunt but... that like has to leave the cinema to be sick. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy, though, do you? <laughs> who can we? Who can we take to the cinema to watch one of these movies so we can watch them puke? I mean, Dowsty's, you know, seems to be. Thought it'd be him, but <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was all my news, guys. So. Cracking. Cool. 
Good bunch of shit. I also saw like uh, Coke uh, on the back of this movie that we're watching. Uh, we're about to, well, this movie we're about to review, Cocaine Bear. Um, they're Funko are thinking about releasing a, a a very grown up Funko of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, so you know, there's a good little spill. So let's move on to our main review. Medic. Oh Jesus. Beth, we should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey, Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. There was a bear. A bear? It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. Okay, so this episode's main review is Cocaine Bear. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. I don't know about unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> drug addict. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is directed by Elizabeth Banks, which is quite quite funny, uh, weird. I thought, and, yeah, um, in, in itself. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's also done by the the the, the two guys that did um, Lego Lord, movies. Lord of Miller in it. Don't know how much Lord of Miller's in it, like uh, their influences in it. Um, but yeah, interesting. She's got a fucking sense of humour and a half, hasn't she, old, old Banks? Jesus Christ. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know, I just can't. I mean, she's so we- weird and random in some of her movie choices. She did Zack and Mary, didn't she? And obviously she's in Hunger Games. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's such it's such a unique and it's a true story. I, I've got a few. If you wanted to go into a few facts, I've got the, a wiki page up ready to go. So, but... It also stars a young hand, the guy from Young Han Solo movie, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. And yeah. Or Shia and Jackson. Is this Ray Liotta's last movie? I fucking hope not. <laughs> oh, did he bust. go out in this? Um, Look, I'm going to check. You you talk amongst yourselves, and I'm going to check for the Paul. We salt. also get we also get um, damn from the wire. That's how you're saying. I don't uh, know his name. She. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She. I love that. Fucking, he's great. Oh, thank uh, God for that. He has got another movie coming out. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Yeah, carry on. And it's Mitch, all good. So, obviously, Radio, uh, and then uh, Mitch from Modern Family as well, as I thought it was like, a nice little tie-in. I don't know. I couldn't believe that. I was like, <laughs> first of all, I was like, is that the dude from, um, what's his name, uh, who hangs around with Adam Sandler? I always get mixed up. Um, David Cross. Yes. I thought, David Cross? It, no. no, 
Spade. Dennis uh, Spade. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, is that Dennis Spade? And I thought, eh. and then I realised, I was like, oh my god, it's the dude from Modern Family. Well, they were in. They were in Modern Family together. Oh, of course they were. Yeah. Let's not the... forget Tom and Giants being Mate. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's, he's had a little bit of a down downgrade, isn't he? Um, from where he was before. Oh fucking hell! The bloody. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> I never, <laughs> I never, I never got that. The fucking the ginger what? tourists. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <Yeah. laughs> he needs more than that, doesn't he? he needs... <laughs> and Carrie, Carrie Russell as well from uh, Star Wars. Yeah, plethora. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting starlet. Um, I mean, you know, so, <laughs> what? What do you want to? Where do you want to well, start with this? The title, right? So going in, let's go right. Cocaine there. It's not gonna be fucking Citizen Kane, is it? Let's be let's be honest, guys. And if you're going in looking for some fucking intellectual property, please stay away from this film because it is dumb as fuck. But to be fair, it's perfect. Leave your brain at the door and let's entertain you for an hour and a bit, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Um, everything for me that I want from a movie. Except I got, I got one complaint, which we'll talk about in a bit, but like, because I needed it to be completely dumb. And then they went, they took it, they tried to put a little bit of heart in it. And I was like, I oh, don't give a fucking shit. That, so that that annoyed, that annoyed me a little bit. But apart from that, pff, fucking great. I, so, yeah, I love the gore. Could have stepped, you know, there's there some little bits and stuff that it could have been, could have gone a little bit further. But it was still fucking dumb as fuck and like, the deaths and stuff were funny and the the characters were interesting the i don't know just i thought it was all right i thought it's good Matt? yeah i thought that i i agree a bit with with paul what you're saying with uh, i think giving everyone like a like quite they spent a lot of time getting getting to know the characters and giving them a bit of backstory when you didn't really give a shit to be honest get the bear on biting people's heads off that's what we want to see and i just think that's the i think my main sort of complaint about the film is Decide what you want to be and just go 100% at it. Don't try and go, well, well, we'll get a bit of gore in there and enough gore, but actually you could have went more gorier. You could have been ripping everything off. Um, and then, or you go proper spoof. Um, while I, I did find it funny and I did laugh quite a lot, I just, yeah, I felt it didn't go far enough. Matt, what do you, yeah. You've got a very I, thoughtful, I wasn't, ponderous I wasn't, I wasn't that a fan of it, mate, to be honest, that much. I'm not. I wasn't going in expecting anything, and I I was right to because it wasn't that great. I think it was the the thing it suffered for me is that it needed to be an 18, and they specifically I think have held back and made it a 15, and they could have gone further with it. And that's my problem with it. I think if you're going to make a, a film about a cocaine bear, then just go full hog. But obviously they want to get bums on seats. I mean, the cinema I was in, it was quite busy and it was a six o'clock showing. And I did turn around and there were a lot of teenagers in there. Like, I don't know if they were 15. They looked 18 to me, but, you know, who knows? But I just think it lacked it. it, I don't know. The stars in it are big. I mean, you've got some big stars and I'm like, I, I don't know whether that's to do with Elizabeth Banks, like, you know, throwing some ropes out there and catching some favors off people but i felt like some of the characters were underused like uh, olden ironreich i don't know why he was in this film 
I really don't. It, it just seemed like a whole, I just, I don't really get that whole thing. And, and I know it's set around kind of the 80s. And apart from the cheesy 80s synth, it didn't really feel like the 80s to me, really. Uh, I disagree on that. I think it's just the way it was set, like in the side of the country. Um, they had the double, a bit of double denim, you know? Oh, they nah. had the, the Air, the Air Jordans and stuff more like, like I mean, well, was it late 80s? Because it looked like it was edging into the 90s with some of the gear that the three youths were wearing and, like, the way they looked. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, for me, it, it lacked a lot in the middle. I felt like, oh, like it really lacked something in the middle when it needed more kills. And, like, one of the kids needed to get chomped for definite. I mean, I love the. Let's talk yeah. about the kids. The kids were fucking great. They were the stars of the show. They were probably the best thing, thing about yeah. the whole fucking thing. The little like, lad in particular, yeah. Henry, thought he was brilliant. Thought Genius. he was really good. Genius. He's, got, like he's whole... got a way of being like just. He's so like acts so simple that it's funny. That's what I liked about him. The whole yeah. cocaine bit was just brilliant. Yeah. I, See, I that was like... great. It's like that was funny. I thought this is funny. This is good. This has got some funny jokes, but just as it went on for me, it just uh, just got worse. But carry on. Because they didn't concentrate on the kids, I think, more. And they, like, um, when they they stole the show and then the punk sort of trio were just kind of a bit naff, I think. Maybe they needed to be a little... They needed, Something needed to be changed to their character for you to be more... Because he was kind of just a bit laid back, wanted uh, dumb as fuck. But I don't know. There just needed to be a bit more humour in there. Um, but the gore, some of the strange, there's quite a few, I think there's like eight or nine deaths in this, I think, overall. Um, and like some of them are fucking nuts. Like the poor park ranger woman. Mate, that, hands down, that was the best bit. That, that whole bit. <laughs> They're all like, ambulance. From, from, from when the they turned ca- up. To... From the cabin to, to, the, to the ambulance chase, that was for me the best bit. I thought that was fucking brutal. One of the best kills i've seen this year so far 100 percent. yeah that's definitely worth hilarious it. i was like this poor fucking woman and 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 i had a feeling spoilers i, I had a feeling at the end like when they walked past her, i thought she was gonna groan or something and go and still be like fucking alive that would have been hilarious it fucking <laughs> literally mental so you said it suffered in the middle for me like um the right maybe there's a little bit there should have been a bit more punch I think maybe in the middle. It's that um, the gazebo bit. Just it was too long. It was yeah. Just like, the section was like nearly twenty minutes long, and it was just like it was too funny. There was too many. I was thinking, oh, there's too many parts. Like the, the, there was too many parts to it. I couldn't give a shit. I just want to see like one people just stalked and then picked off one by one. But uh, you know, they, they tried to put a bit of a story around it, and then the fucking end sort of like. The, the the pups you know was just a, a bit naff for me i didn't need i felt i because at one stage i was like oh that poor fucking bear and i was like what the fuck why am i fucking feeling so why have they made me feel sorry for the fucking bear all of a sudden i'm well, like let's just I get, to, sorry for get the, pups, though. the fact that they're suddenly drug addicts <laughs> <laughs> they love it let's not forget their babies are fucking drug addicts because <laughs> um Ray Ray Lolita just coming for his fucking day of shooting, obviously on the the last oh, I day. Felt like, I felt like he was a bit more than a day. Oh fuck it, it was dreadful. Is that whole part for him? I felt fuck. I please. I was like when I was watching, I was like, please don't let that be the last thing he's ever done. 
I did oh. like the bit where the, the bear had a little nap. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah, that was quite funny. I thought he was like trying to have sex with him after that as well. It was a mummy bear, so yeah, it was weird. A, yeah. <laughs> so it was but that's like, what I'm saying. Maybe that's the film. Like Paul touched on it as well. It, it's almost like it's threatened to do a lot of that stuff throughout the film, but never actually went full like hog. Because that would have been, again, rather humorous that they smacked off its tits bears trying to fuck everything because it's high on cocaine. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, them bits, it sort of stops short of being really bonkers yeah. when really that's what you wanted to see going in. People know what they're going to see. Mm. Cocaine bear. <laughs> like, but the thing, and, the thing is, it's, it's a bit weird, like, as well. They set up things that i thought was going to happen so you know you know ice cube son as uh, it name his name david in it you know the dude with the jersey yeah. that got stabbed he basically i thought oh he's quite a big dude right and he, he takes on the three guys i thought oh mate he is definitely going to be a part where he's going to fucking just fight the bear like full on because he's a big bloke and i thought oh he's definitely going to fight the bear at some point, he's just going to go mental and just fight. Like him, you know, he was going to snort a shitload of cocaine and take the bear up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't. I know, like this. I was like, oh, they're setting it up because he's he can fight and he's from the hood and he's just beat the fuck out of three guys. I was like, he's got to come to like, yeah. a big face off. And I just not... think he was underused as well. It's like, like, and then the they start... tried to make this really weird, in, this weird kind of relationship between like Alden Ehrenreich's character and his. And it's just like. Yes, but it's weird. It's just a bit weird. Like the, the right at the start where the guys chucking the bags out of the plane. Mm. That was great. Yeah. He's like, woo, woo, yeah. woo, and then fucking knocks himself out in the plane and dies. It's like that's and you were like, Yep, I'm in. Tick. Yeah. But <laughs> Tick. they need they need to up the weird like they put a bits of weird in, which with the with the boy with Henry. There were bits bits of weird and and, and stuff with the cabin. There was just not enough weird. I'll tell you what now. I guarantee you right now that Lord and Miller wrote the scenes between the kids. 100%. <laughs> because that's yeah. just their, their kind of the style of humour. You just know it. Because that was just fucking hilarious. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've done coke. I've done like, yeah, well, I dare you to do coke. And it's just like fucking hilarious. How much do you have? A, a, a teaspoonful. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> It was so funny. But again, that's the thing. But then they didn't seem to have any side effects from it. Not that really was like, not. are you going to show these kids absolutely smacked up? Like when he's up that tree, I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be like. But that's why I think because it's a 15, they've got to be careful. And there's probably but, some kind of rating where you're not allowed to show kids drugged up. Otherwise, it turns into over an 18. Here, over here was an 18. So I went in going, oh, this is going to be mental. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, that Ireland. In Ireland, it was an 18. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So, so I genuinely came in there going, this is going to be, this is just going to be off the wall. I never knew that. Why Why is that? What's the difference? I'd love to know. Well, we're much more conservative in Ireland, don't you know? <laughs> more, more pussies. I have no idea. But I was a bit like, really? 18? But, uh, but look, I enjoyed it enough. But it, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was okay. It was Ooh. okay. Tell you what was interesting about this. A couple of little interesting beats. It was all filmed in Ireland. Yeah, it was Stop. County Wicklow, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it County green Wicklow. enough for you, Paul? Was it green enough for you? Well, to be fair, did yeah, it was. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the they needed some red caps to come over. <laughs> Shot in Ireland, and it's you know money wise, 
Um, oh yeah, it's a huge bank. Elizabeth it's made a lot of money. I don't know what the budget was though, because that's the thing. It didn't. It feels like it probably had a bit of a budget, but like 27, uh, 32 million worldwide. I mean, some um, of the CGI was a bit fucking shit. I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional. But I think, to be honest, Matt, with a film like that, you get away with that type of stuff. I think, yeah, yeah. You know, you weren't expecting some sort of like, you know, like the bear attacks have been done before. Like the Revenant. Let's take the Revenant as the the ultimate bear attack scene. Which Prey. Is yeah, different scenes. But I don't think it was that much different to Prey, though. Mm. The CG. So this is all based on the you know an actual thing that happened in 1985 um as well yeah, which it is did, quite funny the bear didn't get on a rampage did it, it just sort of it basically it. it did all the coke and is is basically ate it and it swelled up in his stomach and his stomach burst and yeah the bear instantly died did you know that it's on display in a mall in kentucky <laughs> I heard that, yeah i heard that yeah it's amazing but the was the you know the um the footage of the you know, the news footage of the guy that died. Yes, yes. Is that true? I don't know. It looked pretty real, didn't it? I thought it was pretty... They used real footage to... Obviously, someone had actually jumped out of a plane and their parachute hadn't opened and they'd died. And I thought... I think that is... Well, if it wasn't real, they did them very well on it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, Crazy. But there you go. I mean, guys, this is a fucking movie about... Bear that does cocaine, <laughs> and, it, and it and it. I think it's uh, yeah, it did capture a few people, and it's interesting. And we, I don't know if we see a cocaine shark or not, or the fuck knows, but like, yeah, bear does the cocaine, shit happens. <laughs> That's it, really, isn't it? Fucking hell. Um, but just yeah, up the weird a little bit for me. I needed a bit more, something a bit more weird, and I didn't need to feel sorry for a fucking bear the end or the cubs or anything you know just take regular out his head off and carry on <laughs> i was far too drawn out at the end with the fucking waterfall did you guys wait for the end bits like the little bits at the end of the movie at all i no, saw no. the i saw one credit scene with the um was it O'Shea jackson and han solo <laughs> yeah this... yeah but, but, but as i was walking out i could hear henry the hit kid henry talking to his dad or saying something to his dad and i didn't catch it and i wondered if you if either of you watched it because it's it was obviously a cut scene oh, i shit. saw that there was definitely i saw the first cut scene yeah i um, saw that not, one not the, not the second one. but yeah i just i, I just was like i need to get out of here <laughs> fair enough you miserable bastards but fine it went it was um it still it, it did deliver enough for me to fucking put a smile on my face definitely so I, I'm definitely for it more than against. These rains are going to be fun. Yeah, go on then. Let's have Matt first. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it, is, it does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? It's just a cocaine bear. Um, and it's, I think it's more hyped up than anything because, because of the title. Um, and it just fell down in the middle for me. It felt like he was trying a little bit hard with the storyline. And it could have just done with more kills and been an 18. So I'd say six from me. Nine kills, man. Off screen, limbs being chucked. Far from. No, you got you got someone's br- guts head coming out. Someone, someone's head miles away. You got someone's head being blown off. 
Yeah, that was actually all right. That my favorite. I'll tell you what. All right, I'll give it another. I'll give it another point for the ambulance thing because I fucking love that. <laughs> that was fucking funny. Uh, yeah. I love that. Like, because <laughs> just the way that fucking thing shot out at the end, she just <laughs> flipped and her face scraped on the floor. I'll give it an extra point. All right, I'll give it seven. Wow, that's a bit more fair. Seven out of ten. That's generous. Come on. All right, Jordy Paul. Paul. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten as well. Because I like I I I laughed. I laughed and I did exactly what I said on the tin. And to be fair, my expectations weren't very high, but it was very good. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Seven, seven out of ten. I mean, on discussion, I kind of I get what you're saying about the fucking punch and stuff, and I guess that did annoy me a little bit. So, but yeah, I'm gonna agree. Seven. I had to give it an eight, but I think I'm gonna give it a seven because it didn't. There was just the weird. It needed a bit more weird for me to be up it to up it and yeah yeah seven's fair all right then cocaine bear seven out of ten but it's definitely we worth a shout. <laughs> we yeah, i dragged you i dragged you up <laughs> so, <laughs> all right cool that's uh that's a good one okay next movie that we will be reviewing um don't have a fucking clue what we're going to think of this bad boy but it'd be scream six will uh, we be we'll let down or will we be thinking uh, that was awesome there's a lot of marketing going into this one. A lot of marketing. So we'll see if it pays Who's off. Who's going to put all their chips in the basket and say it's going to be Matthew Lillard? <laughs> right, well, can, I, can you shut up? Because I still haven't seen Scream 5. So let's get away from spoiler territory here. Well, fucking sorry, mate. But you've had fucking two years, son. <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> Actually, it's only that a year. It was like last January. I know. You've had a fucking. <laughs> You've had me watching other shit though, like fucking. Uh, oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> Look, it won't matter if you watch. Last week. I know Matthew. I know Matthew Lillard's not in Scream Five. All right, but just let's fucking. Just in case you went. Oh, I'm like, oh great. Well, I'm not really looking forward to sitting through Scream Five. If I'm honest, I'm going for it's going to be uh, Neve Campbell and Matthew Lillard. <laughs> And Courtney Cox. <laughs> and David Duchovny. Yeah. And, uh, and David Arkham. David Duchovny? David Duchovny? There you go. Crossover yeah. X-Files. There you go. How do you mean like that bitch? My new vote is David Duchovny and <laughs> Gillian Anderson. <laughs> I fucking love it if David Duchovny was the killer. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's cracking. All right, cool. All right, well, without further ado, let's uh, move on to our something to scream about. Okay, we're back with our continued documentary review, uh, In Search of Darkness Part 3. Um, we're going to do the same thing we've been doing for the last couple of episodes, which is dive into the years, talk about the movies, and salivate. <laughs> so let's move, let's get straight in with 1984, shall we? And the first one we get is Hook in the Puss. So the mutilator. <laughs> yes, 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 all day. Yeah, we've done it. Don't know what episode. <laughs> One of the episodes. Have you seen it yet? I have not seen it yet. I know oh. it's on Shudder and I am going to watch it. So That's your homework. Screen, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks five. 
pretty fucking I'm cheesy. Like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the the fucking poster is what drew me in, obviously. <laughs> by hook, by crook. What was it? By hook, by pick, by hook. And then bye bye. <laughs> it is cheesy as shit. It's fucking great. It's one of the best slashes I think of the eighties. It's, it's it was such a a great surprise when we did it. Uh, it's it good fun. Yeah, really good fun. So really happy that they sort of added this one to the sort of repertoire. I thought they'd done it. I really thought they'd done it, and I was surprised. Well, I thought it was going to be the one next time. <laughs> <laughs> they always do that, don't they? The yeah. camera, like, oh, which one? Oh, which no, one? it's not. Yeah, so Mutilator, fucking go and see that bad boy. Um, this one, the last horror film, weird as fuck. New York cab driver follows somebody famous to the Cannes Film Festival, and then there's also a serial killer there. It's like it, real footage of the Cannes Festival, isn't it? Yeah, gorilla gorilla filmmaking at its finest. Um, actresses running through. I mean, this is like there's Caroline. Um, can't remember her surname, but she's like in the documentary and stuff, and she's like been in quite a lot. Rushford, I can't remember. Um, but like, yeah. Is it a bit poncy? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm not rushing to get this one, but it's um. You know, some interesting kills in it that we could actually see. So, not too bad. This is the one I want to see. I can't even believe I haven't seen it. There's another zombie movie that I haven't seen. It's ridiculous. Mutant. Yeah, it, this looks all right. Yeah, sort of Return of the Living Dead style. Smoking zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they like, apparently they touch them and, and you turn into a smoky zombie. <laughs> Steam zombie. <laughs> I love that whole toxic waste feel to the zombies and stuff like that. What did you make me? What did you make us watch, Matt? Which is fucking awesome. Was it Chud? Street trash. Street trash. Street trash. Oh, that was fucking great. But like, it's like Return of the Living Dead. That you know, Tar Man. Yeah, I'm all for that. More zombies. Lots of zombies, by the looks of things, and they're just weird as fuck. And it's loads of good kills in it as well. Yeah, loads, loads. That looks like a good one, that. Yeah, if we can get hold of that one, that would be a really cool. And the posts look wicked. Mm. Um, so uh, I'm really, really get hold of that one. <laughs> this is one I own. The New York Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, is this a shameless one? This seedy yeah. little shallow. dirtbag. <laughs> total dirtbag movie. This is a total dirtbag movie. I bought three, I think. I bought New York Ripper, Killer Nun, and something like night train murders or something like that oh, just yeah. to have a few of those yellow one, yellow ones in my collection <laughs> is killer nun the one where she's got the cellar table over her mouth that says dear lord i've been in a murderous whore or something <laughs> is that is yeah i think so it's i remember just... it well <laughs> but yeah new york ripper man is i just remember it, it, it's it's degrading like proper i was just thinking this is another level of debauchery when watching it like the the broken bottle in in the old broken bro, broken bottle in the minge was um a hard one to watch and some of the way that they he does that it's because it's faulty in it um it's just ultra violent and that whole Donald Duck sound is just insane oh yeah that's that one isn't it where they, yeah. they jump out and it sounds like Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how had the duck gone wrong I used to be able to do a good Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> can you do Donald Duck as he shoves a bottle in someone's minge? Can you do that? <laughs> <one>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that'd be that'd be <laughs> yeah <laughs> this one i think i will definitely gonna add this one to, to watch at some point <laughs> we'll do a joint watch in the new york please restaurant. don't <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um the initiation, another another sorority um sort of thing. you know, it's it's interesting with this. You get to see a little a few few themes and in, in this one you get the whole sorority sisters sort of horror movie um with a sort of uh, addition of like a mole, you know, there's I was thinking like as we we're doing Phantom of the Mall and stuff like that. A lot of uh, malls in horror movies definitely oh, yeah definitely want to discuss at some point um but yeah it's got the girlfriend space balls in it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah this this one when i f- when it first came on i was like this is going to be a bit shit like i was thinking oh but actually the more they talked about it the more i actually wanted to watch it because it looks a bit it looks like it goes off the deep end like yeah 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 really uh, crazy shots and stuff like that, and the security guard going mad sort of thing yeah it's very similar to what we just what we just reviewed <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> Give um, another 125 episodes we'll be ready well i don't know who gets christmas pick next year but don't open till christmas this this is the british one right yeah <laughs> looks grimy <laughs> as fuck it does yeah. look horrible doesn't it you dress the santa are you <laughs> <sighs> it's when they talk about the uh the big fat santa that he's like groping on girls and stuff and then, and then he goes to the toilet and gets his wiener cut off. I mean, there weren't enough British movies, I think, in the list, but this one, fucking hell. I think we need to dig this one out at some point and be, uh, be our Christmas pick because it looks mucky. Yeah. <laughs> really festive spirit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you like your holiday holiday horrors, and you like him with a bit of grime, and you like uh, plenty of Santas being killed. I think this is the one, really, right? <laughs> no more, no more Santa sleigh. Yeah. Um, 1985, then. Cemetery of Terror, a, a Mexican horror movie, and they were like saying the name, and I still can't fucking pronounce it. So me and stuff like that, and. I don't know. Um, demonic rituals, and they bring back a killer. It, it looks pretty fucking. I don't know. I haven't Mexican, seen. We haven't done lots of Mexican movies, have we? Horror movies, really, not old ones. We've done a few new ones, but what not old ones. Pick a new one for me. Off the top of your head, we I... did. We did. Um, wasn't no. Was that Spanish when we did um, the one from Shudder? Tigers are not afraid. No. Yeah, is that Spanish or Mexican? I think that's Brazilian, isn't it? Brazil? I, I can't remember. I think I've seen more Brazilian than I have. Maybe I'm getting mixed up, yeah. Because you remember that one with the big fucking beast with the horns and stuff like that? He's like fucking huge sort of demon guy that was going, going around. <laughs> we watched it on like, it was one we watched at home. From memory um and he was like it's sort of like a voodoo a voodoo monster just going around fucking shit up and he had like i oh, was that one where he was like he was um yeah he went to that nightclub and starts killing everyone in the nightclub <laughs> yeah oh, what that was mask something mask or something like that that was bloody good that it was fucking good i can't remember for the life of me go back and listen to one of our fright fest episodes <laughs> well, oh, on there. something like the mask or something like that, that like something, something. 
Yeah, yeah, that was good. Man. That was that was good. But yeah, this yeah. Yeah, Mexican. So yeah, we need to explore. There's quite a few from this one. Like Asian horror in the eighties is one which I think I might have to dive into. Um, Cat's Eye. So Steve with Stephen King. Awesome. Um, Absolutely love that film. Haven't seen it. I've never seen it either. Mate, that's got to be a pick. But there's so many other Stephen King ones we got to do first. Yeah, Langoliers for one. Well, Salem's Lot's out this year, isn't it? The remake, so. But the 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 I know the anthology sort of nature. So this is sort of follow on from the Creep Show. They pick their stories from Night Shift. I love the idea of this. They're the not. Whole... There's two from Night Shift. You know? Right, and the, the the one he scripted the last bit, didn't he? The general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The general. That's the best. That is the right. That is the best one. It's fucking. Wow, that little fucking troll, man. Do you see? Do you see what the? You know that movie you watched recently? Did, did that not remind you of those little fucking? Yeah, and welcome. Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. I thought it. Looked, I thought it looked great, and all that sort of like um, uh, inf- like world record sort of sized bed and all that sort yeah. of. Stuff. It, it, that's what I want. Practical practical effects and, and the fact that stephen king wrote it in like 25 minutes or something stupid like that <laughs> cocaine bear in <laughs> <laughs> fact with max gonna overdrive <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> langoliers mate <laughs> never get any money are we <laughs> um yeah definitely one that needs to be pulled out 100 percent um phenomena Another Argento. Other known as Creepers. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't know about it either way, but like Jennifer Connelly, a very pre-Labyrinth Jennifer Connelly. Looks a lot younger than Labyrinth. Yes. 1985. Yes. Maybe. I can't remember. I I've seen this. Same time, isn't it? You've seen it? Yes, I have. Yes. What did you think? Uh, it's very strange. I watched it when I... Maybe I watched it when I was too young. I don't know, but... It's a bit of a weird one. It's very slow, but I right. think I need, I need to rewatch it again. I just remember it being really, really a slow burn. And she like she can talk to insects and shit. And then there's a, a crazy chimp at the end. But the, yeah, takes switchblade knives and you know helps her out maybe. Monkeys and monkeys and bees and goblin music. The music's fucking awesome though. The, like it's like the rock music, like the proper metal music. It's just weird. It just yeah, random bits of the work. film. <laughs> yeah, it's wow, weird. All right. Yeah. Oh, get another. This one's interesting to talk about. Another British one, British Gothic horror, um, called The Doctor and the Devils, based on um, what the Birkin, Birkin Harris, is it Birkin Harris? The Birkin, um, Birkin, Birkin Hare, sorry. Yeah. Um, grave robbers. Um, the cast. Fucking hell. Oh, so so who's, who's who of who? fucking who's who of like British actors? What Timothy Dalton? Um Patrick Stewart. Jonathan Price. Yeah. It Stephen Maria. as well, didn't it? It looked really like looked like a really soft focused kind of fucking musical like Oliver or something like that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a horror movie and it's just like it looks wonderful, but I I don't know if it's my sort of thing. It's a shame it's set in that era. Otherwise, I'd watch it. I just can't fucking do it. It'll give me a headache. I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> I give a fuck that they're all dressed up. And it not even really... Timothy Dalton can reel you in. Nah, nah, not even. I just have to watch him in Hot Fuzz. 
Yeah, but, you know, it looks interesting. If I can bring myself to do it, I'd love to be able to watch it. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of it. Ah, it reminds me, it reminded me of like some dodgy sort of, you know, when we were growing up, like a TV miniseries that would be on over the course of a couple of nights or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a Jack the Ripper one type of thing. BBC produced. Yeah. <laughs> um, Transylvania 65000. Where the fuck is my, where have I been? I mean, you're shaking your head, but I'm like, Jeff, a Jeff Goldblum movie that I haven't seen. What the fuck? I don't know. It just it had repossessed written all over it for me. <laughs> yeah, it looked very uh, no, it was age from, didn't it? I didn't think it had that Mel Drix vibe. It's sort of for me, it was more Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> no? I don't, I don't know. Two reporters go searching for Frankenstein in Transylvania. But you get Matey Boy, what's his name? Rob um from Howard the Duck. I can't remember his goddamn name. Oh yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're on the about. Ginger guy, the Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah, he's fucking. He's just got that look, hasn't he? Of being a yeah. cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that bit was quite funny, actually. I found that 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 bit, the scene they showed with him talking to him, was quite funny. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. 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 It did look funny that bit where he was taking the piss out of him. Well, I haven't seen Saturday the Fourteenth either. So there's no, two like. No, no comedy spoofs that i'm sort of like thinking should i watch them after watching repossessed recently maybe not (laughs) i don't know but it was a weird name um and it's just completely escaped me uh guinea pig devil's experiment what the fuck is this move on quickly please (laughs) we're definitely not going to do this for the final I mean, never. I hate all that faces of death and shit. I hate. I, I, it's one thing I just cannot. I just. I can't get. It. I've never been into it. And I won't ever. I've always. I've always thought the people that love that shit, like love, love that shit, are just a bit fucking weird. I don't know how you can legitly love like almost a real stuff snuff movie. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. Sort of but I never realised that found footage was as old as it is. To be honest, because you always sort of associate fan footage sort of movement with like paranormal activity, Blair Witch Project, you know, that type of it was like never done until then. But actually, it was. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know it's if this is a bit too. Another, too for me. <laughs> another era, and it's just not my not my cup of tea. I don't really want to sit. I don't want to sit down and just like go through this. I think I've watched enough grimy things in the last. Salad, <laughs> but I just don't want to <laughs> fucking. <laughs> don't want to watch any more torture porn <laughs> like for the time being i don't know i mean green, green inferno i don't know there's, there's just like cannibals versus real fucking torture and i don't know if i can tell the difference <laughs> but it's funny isn't it that you know what faces of death is and you sort of you've heard of it and you might not people might not have seen it but they sort of know what it is but this is the first time we're ever hearing about this type of thing because i've never heard of this ever well he said it's true it's like the whole the whole asian and horror and 80s and stuff like that, we didn't i don't really sort of approach that sort of eastern horror movie until probably ringu yeah, and yeah now, that's and because it, was, it wasn't available it was yeah. never available it wasn't in the video shops enough 
something like that because it was it was too much of a niche niche thing but 88 films are bringing a lot of it out at the moment like bringing it out and um revamping them and stuff and there's some crazy ones come out crazy ones I mean, it's bit. just like it'd be really there's some really ones that almost look like the clips i've seen looks like um kind of big trouble in little china Ooh. like really like got like like ghosts and kung fu in it and looks fucking crazy mate it's so really, what's the really closest good. then we had them was big trouble in little china and the golden child that sort of thing <laughs> that they definitely took things from these movies yeah definitely um but yeah there's there's like loads loads and loads of them being re-released all for that i'm still trying to get through a couple of these new ones like the meatball machine and stuff like that <laughs> i want to find some time for all that really real nastiness tokyo gore please that's hot on my list tokyo gore please anyway that was 85 and 84 <laughs> you still need to watch the critter from the shitter rat face yeah, yeah. Ratman. Rat <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back soon enough. Um, I need everyone out of the house before I get out. <laughs> need some time alone. <laughs> um, uh, just, I know, just rounding that off, I just remembered a, a fact that I told you I'd find out about from the last podcast. And actually, swinging a cow around your head is actually done to save cows who aren't breathing so there you go of course it is, of course it is. isolation <laughs> bit, bit isolation built-in fact who'd have known eh there you yeah. go just what i remember talking about movie from the vaults let's move on to ours he's there Behind the wall, beneath your own feet, you all tried to destroy him. In your greed, you tore everything precious from him. But Eric remembers. What if Eric didn't really die in that fire? And now, (laughs) Eric will make sure you remember too. Eric Matthews is still alive. What do you mean they know? There's no escape from the horror. There was a nightmare at the mall. Eric the Phantom struck phantom of the mall eric's revenge okay so this week's movie from the vault uh, is another beautiful gem picked by me <laughs> and it is called phantom of the mall eric's revenge So just a really quick synopsis. Uh, High school sweethearts Eric Matthews and Melody Austin are so in love, but their youthful romance is cut tragically short when Eric apparently dies in a fire that engulfs his family home. 
One year later, Melody is trying to move on with her life, taking up a job at a newly built Midwood Mall along with her friends. But the mall, which stands on the very side of Eric's former home, has an uninvited guest, a shadowy scarred figure which haunts its air ducts and subterranean passageways, hell-bent on exacting vengeance on the mall's crooked developers. I would like to um, apologise, guys. (laughs) 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 What did you think? Come on, what did you think? Hit me. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This film's just nuts. It's like all over the fucking shot. The stupidest title I think ever. Sounds like it should be some kind of sequel. They're trying to do like almost like a spoof on the Phantom of the Opera through the whole thing. And it has some weird, some epic, epic stunt work in this movie, along with sort of like, I'm like, is it a fucking horror? I suppose, serial killer vibe, but it's got some weird, wacky, like, martial arts to it. I mean, I think it's the same area as like Dead Heat, but that's the fucking thing that it just went all over the shot. Just made me fucking smile. Paulie fucking Shaw's in it. Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> Woohoo! Was in it. You know, and it had some weird sort of um, 90s vibe, like, you know, I know it's the 80s, but it's sort of like weird 90s sort of fantasy sex scenes in it. Like, you know, you could say like early Snapdragon or or stuff like that, that it would have been influenced from this. And it's just like fucking weird, weird. So, yeah, that's that's what I think. <laughs> I, um, I really liked bits of this movie like there was loads of bits of this movie that i really liked but together it was just unfortunately is a bit of a hot mess but right from the start i like i really liked kind of like where it was going i was like oh okay it's the 80s it's a mall uh we've got these mates there like i was like thinking oh this is cool paulie shaw is one of the best things in this fucking movie hands down uh you can see why his career just went fucking nuts after this but unfortunately, it, it lost its way a bit. But said that, said that, there's lots of really cool things about this movie. Plus, when I was watching it, it just, you know what it made me feel like? It made me feel like I was watching kind of a bad episode of like, um, you know, Baywatch, when they used to go, <laughs> like, they didn't really, spin off episode. Yeah, like they didn't really go to the beach and that. They kind of, it was all set kind of in a off kind of like an old pier or something or out the back in a warehouse and you're like oh it's nothing to do with the fucking sea it's just like a really shit kind of like and they'd take something like they would take a a tale of some sort and they'd wind it into the storyline is when they got to the point where they didn't have anything left they'd used up all the fucking drug like storylines and and people doing stupid shit in the sea storylines and they're like what else can we do yeah, let's let's make CJ fall in love with like the beast, like Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and that's and that's I, you can see where like Baywatch probably nicked a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if some of the writers on this were were writers for Baywatch, because it's just had that written all over it, fucking written all over it. But there was some really good stuff. Like I really liked some of the kills in it. It's just like it was very yeah. I did I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's bit that follows the plot of like loosely, very loosely based on Phantom of the Opera, very loosely. Um, and uh, but I just dude, it was all over the place, wasn't it? The timelines didn't make any sense of what had happened when it had happened. 
the the plot the characters were just stupid <laughs> like yeah i mean the final girl if you want to call her that is just ditzy as hell um yeah no i don't know i was watching it going i don't know if i like this i don't know what what's going on i thought the uh the pervy pervy uh what a time to be alive when you could put video cameras in the women's changing room by the way <laughs> i don't know if that's true <laughs> Or whether they just did it for this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought his little uh, his comeuppance when uh, Eric decides to smash his uh, head in and his eye pops out and falls down into the old uh, ice cream. Oh God! So, so basically, what we're saying here, like, is that she was in a relationship with a guy and they've obviously talked and they were in love and they've obviously had sex within. You know, that horrible, weird sex scene bit. Can I just say, Matt, she has a lot of kinky dreams. Yeah, and she wakes up really, really wet. Yeah, like, so sweaty <laughs> kinky dreams. So, yeah, she has three wet dreams in this film. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to... i just done a bit of digging for you. Don't spoil my Matt's facts. Oh, okay. you going to... You don't want me to go into Baywatch, then? Oh, no, go on. Yeah, go into Baywatch. Go on. So the director, Richard Friedman did Baywatch from 95 to 97. He was directly... That's an unbelievable call, by the way. Told you. And I did not know that. Unbelievable. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I could just tell with the kind of haziness of the film and the way I was thinking, yeah, it's like I'm watching a really bad episode of Baywatch. You also um, directed Doom Asylum. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that movie. Friday the 13th the series so but yeah so so you know she's with this bloke and then then there's a fire in the house now am i right in saying the house was burned down because they wanted to build the mall yeah i didn't i didn't get that yeah no his parents wouldn't leave the house so they're they're basically mall owners bumped them off so that they'd fuck up. basically they could build a mall on top of their house <laughs> how the fuck did i miss that story? so we, we, within a year they've banged up this massive fucking brilliant mall <laughs> within a year that's already in open within a year i may add um and yeah and uh she's kind of forgotten about him really and i didn't know that when you get hideously hideously burnt in a fire it changes your voice. <laughs> oh, you don't get that hideously burned, Mike. You only get hideously burned from the left side of your face. <laughs> yeah, and you get kung fu powers as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it showed where, where we got all his kung fu moves from. He's been basically training in his room, like <laughs> kung fu, because they did a little montage of him training, didn't they? It was uh, hilarious. I just love the fact as well that they're like, um, oh yeah, we're forgetting about Ken Foray's in this movie. Fuck me, Legend. Ken Foray. <laughs> like literally, he's like, oh, it's funny. We've had two VCRs, a um, a, v- a VHS player, um, a camcorder go missing, blah blah blah. And obviously, it's it's Eric nicked it all, and he's been literally perving on his ex girlfriend the whole time. Which how the fuck she didn't notice, I don't know, because he's literally got a camcorder up her ass. So fucking weird. There's lots of strategic vents that he can uh, poke his camera through, isn't there? Yeah. However, 
Where did he get the snake from? <laughs> yeah, what what was this? Hang on a minute. Like this lovely piano playing foreign man, <laughs> little old guy playing. Oh, hello, girls. Yeah, great. Turns out to be a mucky rapist in a in a freaking balaclava. Oh yes, that twist was great. I did like when he's first that introduced that guy. It's so weird. It's so. It, I was like, why is he just piped up? He's like, hello, ladies. <laughs> I was like, uh, do you think they thought about they filmed the balaclava scene first, and they thought, oh, I know what we could do. We could have him as the bal. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put him in as a balaclava killer. Put a bit of blood on his shoulder. Because he, he just fucking didn't bother doing anything about his arrow wound in his fucking yeah. shoulder. <laughs> just went to the bathroom. Oh, I need to take a shit while I'm pissing out with blood. And a big uh, fucking cobra comes out the toilet. I was like, What's, what is that? Bites him on the cock. <laughs> See, I don't know, Matt. I feel that that is, like you say, lifted exactly from a Baywatch episode. Of, that's like the reveal, the Scooby-Doo reveal. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Like, I actually did true. quite like that bit. To be fair, Matt, I was like, when he's just he walks out the bathroom, and I think is because obviously Eric's killing people who are wrongins, basically, isn't he? He's not. Yeah. He's not just killing like everybody. He's killing people who like like the pervy security guard. And although I thought the poor the poor maintenance man, <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, fan he just face. beats in the fucking fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking trying yeah. to do his job. He, the the pianist walks in, and obviously then you find out he's because he's been shot through the with an arrow while he was trying to attack the lass and I just loved it when he took the jacket off I was like oh you dirty bastard but then I just love how accurate the King Cobra was I could bite you anywhere mate but I'm going to bite you on the knob <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what was happening I was like what I was like what's that I thought it was like some kind of monster for, at first and then I was like it's a fucking cobra <laughs> you get some like proper classic like character tropes in there as well like the shit son the shit rich boy son who's just like <laughs> Being a fucking knob. He's got to have a studded belt and a yeah. little glove. <laughs> um, but that yes. was a strange death as well. I that mean, was got to give it to him, inventive, lassoed around the neck and dragged up the escalator. The damn kid's on the escalator again. <laughs> yeah, come on, more rats. Uh, yeah, but like, I wanted that to be a little bit more gruesome, but you know. Yeah, fine. I think he deserved it. Wasn't he? he was a little shit. Um, but that, like I said, that 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 was some fantastic stunt work. We get, you know, Mrs. Bing being bench pressed through a fucking window. That was just something to watch. I thought Avenir and like Morgan Fairchild in the movie would have seen a little bit of, you know, 80s sauciness from her. But, you know, she was uh, just the mayor. <laughs> got a decent amount of sauciness in this one. Yeah, it's it's not it was weird. But again, like that sort of sleazy the sleazy un yeah. <laughs> I, I did like the uh, generic bad guy, hitman, who will just employ as a security guard because he doesn't look suspicious. <laughs> give him a give him an earring. Give him an earring and he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst part in it was the photographer. I tell you, for the male lead, like the hero, oh my god. Trying to take a stealth picture of him in the uh, record shop it was hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, and I, I don't think uh, that Paulie Shaw could threaten me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe I like I, I, I like the way he um how he leered the uh, security guard out of the uh, like of the oh, yeah. control room. He's like literally that... got his ass out. 
was the security guard going to chase him though, or was he going to go oh, and fuck no. him? He was definitely going to fuck him. <laughs> definitely. And then Paulie <laughs> Shaw. his face. He was like, "Ooh, get in." <laughs> yeah, but I think she said to him, "Oh, that that was um that was lucky." And he's like, "Oh, lucky for who?" <laughs> and I was just like, "All right, okay." He definitely did some ad libbing in that man. It was fucking. He was brilliant. I did like the bit where the, he's, the guy's running away from the security guard in the mall and he gets in the lift and he thinks he's got away from him. But rather than run up the escalators to catch him, the guy's managed to jump on top of the lift and goes, Raw! I thought it was hilarious. But can I just add something? He's happy to run through all those people, literally deck a guy whilst running past him. Did you see the, the knock push the a ba- over? Push a baby out of a pram. Yeah. Right? <laughs> get on top of a moving lift run up some stairs but doesn't presume when he stops to talk to the lady mayor what what stopped him doesn't want to blow his cover <laughs> Fuck yeah. i think he's blown his cover already by fucking nearly killing like four people trying to run after him it's like Tra- what the fuck the trash compactor was pretty decent as well like that whole sort of you know who's going in the trash compactor Good little, uh, good little martial arts fight between the sort of main bad guy. Roundhouse, the roundhouse kick, doesn't yeah. it? Total roundhouse kick. <laughs> roundhouse. Classic eighties roundhouse kick to the oh, face. Yeah, I, was, I, was well, I did feel a bit sorry for him though. Like he's obviously got this missus who he was in love with, and they were like destined to be together forever. And then, like, I know he's obviously got half his face burnt off, but she's literally like, "Oh, I knew you were alive. I knew you were still alive." We. You didn't really. Why weren't you looking for us? And what's changed? The fact that you've got half a face now, because that's basically nothing had changed. She didn't know he killed anyone at that point. So she's literally like, oh, it's different now. And then falling in love with a photographer person after meeting them for what? Three days? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, she's on looks first. I just, uh, yeah, and, and I, was, I was obviously budgets and stuff, but like, Spoilers towards the end, he gets burnt again. And <laughs> yeah, but I some, thought he should have been burnt like that from the start. Like I said, some great like fire play and all that sort of stuff, and like the stunt work and stuff at the top. I thought they got some, but again, they must have learned a lot from Baywatch and stuff like that, using their using their skills, bringing them all that. You know, they're probably just like having a beer or something like at the end, and just like, well, you get Baywatch after this. Yeah, you got Baywatch after this, I guess. So. <laughs> There we go. Learn learn his craft from this movie and then put it to good use in Baywatch. But I have to say, one of the highlights of this movie is the outro. <laughs> Does it have its own outro music? Was this music written for this movie? Or yes. did they... Okay, it was. And it's the fucking Vandals, man. It's got to be. It's got to have been written. Has to be, right? Be. Oh, you don't know. We don't know for a fact. But no. is there a phantom in the mall? A retard in a broken hockey mask is one of the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great fucking song. It's very fucking vandals, the vandals fucking, man. It's a vandals. Vandals, a catchy as fuck. Um, yeah, so that was that was great. I was just listening to the whole fucking outro. I, I love that. Just got it on repeat now. <laughs> so that was a good nice. touch. Oh well, I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought you were going to hear this. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. Just... Well, I want to hear some Matt's facts. Okay, are you ready for this? It's got to be a plethora. <clears throat> there ain't that many. I, I dug deep for these, man. So this is this is probably one of the best. 
So sh this was shot at the same mall as the 1986 classic Chopping Mall. <laughs> I thought I fucking recognised that was good. As soon as it opened, <laughs> I was like, that's got to be the same place. I just felt it. And I and you know what? As soon as I was watching it, I was like, I was just thinking, fucking hell, more movies. Dawn of the Dead, you know, and all this sort of like more horror movies set in a mall. Like, chop, which ones that you obviously want to put Dawn of the Dead up there, but Dawn, you know, it, it, that is the pinnacle. Um, but Chopping Mall, man, what a fucking movie. <laughs> mm. This is up. Yeah. This is up there now, is it? Yeah. Um, the mall in this movie was actually based on a real mall, uh, the Kirkgate Shopping Mall in Bradford, England. Uh, owing to a dispute with security officers, the Kirkgate Mall refused to be to be acknowledged in the end credits. Okay. So is it shot? Sure. It wasn't shot in Bradford then. No. Not that I know. Um, this is weird. The music buzz um, Paulie Shaw plays in the control room can also be also be heard in episodes of Sp SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> Listen out for that next time uh, you kind of um, watch SpongeBob. Uh, this was uh, the first time Paulie Shaw has been in a horror movie. And I'm pretty sure it's been the last, isn't it? California man. What? It's not a horror movie. Squeezing the juice. <laughs> Weasel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. <laughs> I only know, well, so for me, Paulie Shore is California Man and Biodome. That's about it, isn't it? That's about it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it had a kill count of 11, so healthy little body count there. Nice. Um, and um, let's all wait for bated breath for phantom of the mall eric's back what sorry still not come around <laughs> no it <laughs> hasn't i think I just the weird from the orb in these eyes at the end how how why he didn't open his eyes at the end of that fucking film i have no idea yeah like we're, not, we're not doing a fucking sequel keep those eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> the thing I've is watch to make fuck off the one thing about the movie is just, why did they have why did they add the eric's revenge because it's they're just giving it away. I don't. I they really they don't. say right at the start, yeah. oh, our boyfriend Eric died in a fire. Straight away, it's like, well, we know Eric's the killer. There must have been some discussion because it's obviously the take on a fan of the opera. Let's like, let's do a horror movie on, like the fan of the opera in a weird way. But then why stick that on there? It just annoyed Eric's revenge. That annoyed me a little bit. The, it, it downgraded it, didn't it? Yeah. Eric's revenge bit. Mm -hmm. It's too cheesy. I know it was cheesy, but it didn't need to be like in your face cheesy. I think Phantom of the Mall is probably the worst name they could have given it. They probably could have changed it a bit more, but kept Mall in it or something, you know, like even called it like Slasher of the Mall or Killer of the Mall or some, just, yeah, Phantom. Nah. Sucks balls. The title sucks balls. <laughs> Is well, there another, can you think of another that. movie that's sort of like, I, I can't think, I know there's one that has that sort of da, 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 something revenge. Can you think of another one? Porky's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to find it before next episode. Cause there's revenge another... of the Nerds. Uh, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. <laughs> now, there's another horror movie out there that sort of like follow this trope. And I don't know if it's before or after. I need to find it. I'll have to do do some digging. 
And I think that scare package I is Rad Chad's Revenge, is it? Yes. I wonder I if that has, like, got something it like... Might be. They take Probably. Like, <laughs> but let's not speak of that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Rad Chad's Revenge. <laughs> Quality stuff. Awesome. Good little... You know, they were good little facts then, Pat. Yeah, there were many, man. Fucking hell. Like, I don't know. It's like, I, I, you, you boys need to pick some more well-known movies, I think, because I'm getting the... It's been tough for me getting facts lately. Okay. It's good when we haven't all seen it, though, because it, it's yeah. really interesting to know what you think about it. And... Like, like I said, there's there's really good bits. Like, I re- re- there was lots to take away from it. Like, lots. And you can see where they took things from, and some kills were good. You know, Paulie Shaw was awesome. Uh, I really fancied her mate. She was fit. Um, what? Um, you haven't even mentioned Paulie Shaw on the Honda Goldwing with the sidecar. <laughs> <What laughs> that goes that? around two, half a mile an hour. <laughs> Why did they get on that to move down the corridor? <laughs> yeah, that was a bit stupid because the four of them live as well, which was fucking stupid. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a happy ending. <laughs> but anyway, should we score it? Well, I'll, I'll, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to give it, uh, I think I'm going to give it a six out of ten, guys. Because it wasn't by far the best, but it wasn't the worst. And like, to be honest, it made me laugh quite a lot. Um, yeah, so six out of ten. Butch? Seven for me. Bordering on eight. Oh, nice. Because it was just fucking kitsch, man. It's like, it was just fucking weird and wacky. It was one of those movies that I just really enjoyed. So seven bordering eight for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a seven for me, man. I enjoyed watching it. And it brought back some great memories. And Paulie Shaw was awesome. That made it from a six to a seven because he got his ass out. And that's funny. <laughs> the slowest getaway ending to a film ever. It just for the cheesiness of the Baywatchness, just fell down a point for that. I think. But other than that, I thought it was all right. It's good, good fun. So, Mr. Butcher, I do believe it's your pick. Oh, so many that I want to pick. So many. Do I give you a choice or just say, fuck it? Um, yeah, you're just going to have to find it. So <laughs> I know Matt's got it. I'm not sure about you, Mr. Paul. We'll see. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you don't. But we're going to watch Dare the Dead. You should have it. Well, I haven't got it, but I'll find oh, you it. You should. <laughs> Life finds a way. Now, are you it. talking about the original Day of the Dead, or what, where, what we're on about here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> well, I've never, I've never seen it, guys. So what? Have you ever seen? Have you seen Dawn of the Dead? I've seen Dawn. Yes. And Night of the Living Dead. I've seen Night of the Living Dead. Yes. But you know, okay, so you never. Know, this is the third. This is the. You know, this is good. This could be a good follow-on. Mm. You know, I think this is one of Matt's favourite movies. I think. One of them, yeah. Yeah, one of them. Um, but yeah, I just thought we've done night, we did dawn. I just want to get some fucking zombies in my. Yeah, face. it's about time we've done this. To be fair. Yeah. Um, I had a look, and the last time we did like, I think we night of the living dead was like episode seventy six or something like that. It's fucking ages ago. So, and we done them out of sync as well, <laughs> but not <laughs> it fucking makes a difference. Doesn't matter. George A. Romero's Dead Dead is my pick. <laughs> Woo! Nice one. Coolio. All right, that's episode 124. Done. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 
Moving on to episode 125, we're going to be watching Scream 6. You like scary movies? <laughs> uh, we'll be exploring 1986 and 87 of the In Search of Darkness um, documentary. And I've just picked George Romero's Dare the Dead. Welcome, bub. <laughs> <laughs> And without uh, further ado, there's uh, only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.